and joint. There she is. I see her. What's going on? Hope you guys are having a great day. Mo, it's time to talk a little NASCAR. And normally, you are kind of over in the corner just chilling for the next 15 minutes but not today well i'll still be over in the corner chilling for the next 15 minutes i'll just be chilling with i'll i'll speak without speaking heather what do you think uh i think that i always want to hear mo's opinion and nobody should put mo in the corner Can you see Mo's shirt? Clearly she can't. I can't. Look, I have that shirt. I love that shirt. Oh, well, we can be twinsies then. Yeah. We'll have to work that out one day. I figured with it being NASCAR Wednesday, I saw this online a couple weeks ago and decided I had to have it. So um, there we go. And there would be no other day to wear it than (laughs) Wednesdays with Heather. So there you go. Um. Heather Williams with WCYB-TV out of Bristol joining us here on Main Street Sports today as she does every Wednesday during NASCAR season. And Heather, I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the race this weekend, but I don't think your prediction panned out. Uh, no, it did not. <laughs> but so it goes. I've never been one that's wanted to take my predictions to Vegas, so I would always uh, – preface that with a grain of salt but uh it was great racing i mean the the finish between kyle larson and kurt bush was really entertaining especially when you take into consideration it was kansas and that's generally not the case i think races are usually not that entertaining so i i enjoyed the race at kansas i thought it was a huge win for 2311 and uh yeah i mean and both their teams were really good i mean bubba wallace was a was a bad pit stop. Well, three or four bad pit stops away from a top five finish. I mean, Unreal. they've got some real issues they need to clean up on that pit crew there. Um, but I was getting ready to say, I think we've characterized his race in that manner more than once. Yeah, no, they've got some issues. And, and even right after he jumped out of the race, as he was talking about how happy he was for for uh, for Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin was talking about how they got to get those issues fixed on the 23 car. I mean, Bubba's running top five in the final pit stop they just need a good ish pit stop and he's going to finish in the top five maybe compete for a win instead a tire goes bouncing down pit road they have to go to the tail end of the longest line and he still races his way back in the final state uh uh stage of that the final segment of that race for a top 10 finish so i mean that car was fast he had a great car yeah bubba ran great and i think toyotas more importantly all of them are in the top 10 i think they have finally figured out or maybe it's just, you know, they're just better at the mile and a half. But I think they finally figured out what was kind of bugging them earlier in the season. And now I think you're going to see Toyota tick off a ton of wins. Heather, at what point does a team just get embarrassed over those kind of fundamental errors? Honestly, I think they should already be there, if I'm being honest. They should already they are. Be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked, uh, I do a weekly show here on, on WCYV where I have a, a guy who's a crew chief. He lives here locally. He crew chiefs one of the truck series teams. And I asked him and he said, you know, at this point, it might just need to be, you know, you're going to have to make some changes. Like some people are going to have to get fired, you know, um, you, but there's a reason why those are the guys, you know, because generally teams have, you know, five guys that go to the track, but they might have seven guys or eight guys on their pit crew but there's a reason why those five go every week they're the best five but honestly there comes a point where you know 
a guy's not hitting in the big leagues, you send him down. There's a reason why that guy's in the minors, but he might have more upside if you just give him reps. So it's the same kind of thing. There just comes a time where you're just going to have to bite the bullet and say, our pit stops might be a little slower for the next two weeks, but they're definitely going to be cleaner. They're not going to take us out of contention. And then hopefully the team will grow. And I think that the 23 team is, is getting close to that point. You know, uh, to get back to Kurt's win, it's just really impressive how how really impressive his career has been. Uh, 20 years, more than 20 years since his first win. He gets a win on Sunday. He's won the Daytona 500. This is a a Hall of Fame driver that we're watching in the the tail end of his career continue to be uh, competitive. Yeah, and the thing that's so impressive about Kurt and the thing that I loved about when 2311 brought him on is he's the kind of guy that can – Take a team that's that's not quite reached its potential. Figure out what's wrong with it and help fix it. I mean, you look at what he did. He set the stage for Martin Truex Jr. to win his championship with Furniture Row Racing. Nobody really remembers that that was like a backmarker car that was running around that couldn't figure things out. Then Kirk got into his little personal issues where he got dismissed for Penske, landed at Front Row Motorsports and got them into the championship or Furniture Row Motorsports and got them into the into the uh, playoffs like almost overnight, took a team that was like, you know, Spire Motorsports now and made them a contender in the playoffs. And his ability to jump in cars and make them better is what makes him so impressive. So I think it was an incredibly smart move by 2311 to bring him on board. And I think eventually his ability to do that and the talent uh, and the marketability of Bubba Wallace, who's bringing in the sponsors and the money, I think that's going to eventually, and they're going to expand, right? They're going to eventually be probably a three or maybe a four car team. Um, but those pieces are what are, is what's going to eventually make them successful. Mo, you want to hear a fun fact, a little stat about Kurt Busch now? He has now won a race in all four manufacturers as a Chevy, a Ford, Toyota, and a Dodge. That's wild. Well, you know, it's wild. This is he's one of the few people that's been around to see all four of those manufacturers. That's true. How long has Dodge been out of the Do- sport? Dodge has been, been gone a while. for a while. <laughs> but that, it's just, it's, it, and that's just, an, again, a testament to his durability, the way that he's been able to, you know, he's, he's won everything. He has won the Daytona. He's won the Coca-Cola. He's, he's won a championship. He, he is the ultimate uh, kind of the under the radar guy, and he's one because of those Kyle, too. I guess, gets so much of the uh, of the media press because he's you know so hated. <laughs> well, and I think when you talk about strictly stock car racing, Kyle probably does have a little bit more talent. But I mean, Kurt is the kind of guy that can jump into anything, as you mentioned, and win. I mean, it's one of the more underrated feats that he's had in his career is when he pulled the double. I think he mm-hmm. actually remember. I think he finished the top ten of both races when he ran he the double, which is, I mean, that's so hard to do. And what's more impressive, I think his better finish was actually at the Indy Five Hundred. I think he was sixth in that rate in that race. I mean, th- he can drive anything you put him in. He can drive, which is what's really impressive about Kurt. No question. This weekend, the All Star Race, which is always interesting to say the least. I mean, you never know what you're what you're going to get. Um, and- I'm curious, Chris and Mo, if you want to weigh in, do you like it in Texas? I like the all-star race being in different places. I think Texas is not a great place, but 
you know, when they started moving it around, moving it around, I thought that was the better idea. So let's move it. Let's keep moving it around. All right. Here's my, here's my, oh, go ahead. Bo. I, I would think that the more different crowds you can expose it to probably the better off. I guess if you were going to anchor it, where would you have it? I mean, what was that Charlotte, Charlotte for you? It was Charlotte forever. Yeah. But, and and, and that's what I was thinking, but. It only moved to Bristol because of the COVID. They couldn't right. get the North Carolina had the lockdowns on crowds and Tennessee didn't. So they came to Bristol that first year. <laughs> well, and that's of course what Tennessee did. Of course. I mean, that's not a surprise. Um, but that's what started it moving around. So anyway, I pitched this last night on my show. This is my idea. If I won the lottery and was running NASCAR, this is what I think they should do. I think they should fix up all of these um, old tracks, these kind of halfway defunct tracks, the, uh, not because not all the way to funk they're still running things the rockinghams the north wilkesboro's the nashville uh fairgrounds mm. and i think they should bounce the all-star race around to those tracks mm. some place they don't run an, any other time of the year some place which has a lot of nostalgia some things that would get new and old fans excited about racing in different markets than they're normally in i think it'd be i think it'd be so much fun i like the sound of that I mean, even like Kentucky, which doesn't have a cup race right now, or uh, Chicagoland, you know, those tracks are ready to hold races now. They just don't have cup races because they lost their cup date. I mean, I think that would be fun to bounce around to all those tracks and all those different markets. If you took these guys today to Rockingham. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, we, we'd probably tear up some cars, but a hundred percent, it would be a phenomenal uh just the nostalgia of kind of like kind of like darlington right Mm -hmm. i mean the nostalgia is what really makes that race that much more fun taking these folks to places like that would be incredible i think it it would be a phenomenal idea i'm all for it and if if we can get that to uh the the people who make decisions (laughs) hey they're clearly open to uh, you know, off the wall type things, Heather. With, with you know, well, and I think the thing is too. Yeah, I think the thing that too, too about the All Star race is that it's a made for TV event anyway. Yeah. I mean, they sell tickets to that, but if you've ever gone to it, it's awful in person because there's so much downtime because they do so much stuff mm. in between the races. That it's actually not that much fun to see in person. So you would need huge grandstands or huge infrastructure to run those races because. It's not really made for in-person racing anyway. I The one time I went to the All-Star game, I was like, the All-Star race, I was like, this is it because this is awful. I mean, it was great. I, I love watching it on TV, but in person, there's just a lot of dead time. It's just a lot of sitting around. We need to uh, get some folks with T-shirt cannons out there. <laughs> or uh, uh, what, is, what is the old things they used to do at Texas with the with the motorcycle jumpers and all that yeah, kind of crazy stuff? We can do that in between. Yeah, we, we, need, sure, we just not? need to have some intermission uh, intermission entertainment. That's, I mean, that's I all think we need. Do, I think they're doing some concerts and stuff this year in Texas oh, to kind of well. uh, help that along. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I like the idea. I, I really do. I think it's a great idea, Heather. Uh, and and as far as the the race and how it works it, it's a little different obviously like you said it's it's made for tv it's not exactly uh made for hey here's how we're going to do this it, the all-star race is really just about you know honoring these guys who who have had a great year so far yeah i mean all all-star games races whatever are really not about 
what the sport's about. I mean, I think NASCAR does a better job than most because, you know, in the all-star basketball game, nobody plays defense. Well, there's not such a thing. You can't just not do something and drive a car at 200 miles an hour. So it's a little bit different so um, than other all-star games. Um, and they're also not trying to manufacture like baseball trying to do for years, manufacture drama with the, oh, whoever wins this is going to get home field through the playoffs or something ridiculous like that, right? They're racing for a million dollars and that's what they're racing for. So that's all that it's about. Um, but the thing Show that bothers me, me, yeah, the thing that bothers me about the all-star race more than anything else is that they change the format every year. How do I know if it's good or not, if it's different every year? I mean, it's just weird yeah. to me. I'll agree with that, and it, it is a it is a weird situation. This year but, is so convoluted. I couldn't explain it to you if me if you asked me. Well, and that's what I, you know. I, I'm trying to look and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I, I it says guide to all star race format, and I I can't even read this to figure it out. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like some if you run run some laps, and then you have to do like a timed pit stop in there, and people are shuffled back and running order, and it's just it's super convoluted. I, I no I'm speed gonna, limit on pit road for the time for those timed pit stops that right. they're doing the ones. Yeah which is weird and seems dangerous to me, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out on TV. I mean, they always <laughs> seem to, they always seem to entertain, right? I mean, there's been some amazing uh, moments in the all-star race. So I, I think it'll work out, but who knows? And how, what do we have to compare it to? Cause they've never run anything like this before. So <laughs> Just, that's, that's their plan. What do you have right. to compare it to? <laughs> if it's always different, you can never complain because yeah. yeah. It's always different. Don't if you don't like it, wait till next year. Wow, it's kind of like the like, weather in Tennessee. Like the weather if you don't here. Don't like it, it'll change. Just wait. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Heather, well, we appreciate it. I want to ask you to tell us who's going to win because who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, because obviously I'm very good at this, right? Because it has not gone particularly well. It's okay. Um, but I will say, based on the way that the mile and a half tracks have gone uh, in the last few weeks for the Toyotas, and based on the fact that they clearly, other than the 2311-23, have the best pit, pit crews, the 18, 19, and, and 11 specifically are outstanding, and pit crews are a lot of this. I see the winners coming from one of, the, winner coming from one of those three camps, and just based on how they ran last week, I think I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin this week. Denny Hamlin, old sticks. <laughs> um, just because, I mean, he he had even even he had a, a, a little pits uh, issue, not as big as Bubba's, but a small one. And he raced back into the top five. He was lightning quick, quick last week, and generally he has one of the, if not the best, pit crews in the garage and the pit stops are so much a part of the format this year that um, that's why I like the Gibbs cars specifically, but Denny as the winner. So, so you're saying Bubba Wallace doesn't have a chance this weekend. I mean, maybe if they'll loan him Denny's pit, pit crew for his pit stop, he might have a chance. <laughs> Otherwise I think it's probably a long shot for Bubba this week, but he's in this year, right? He, he won a race. He raced. He's, he's in, he doesn't have to worry about a fan vote or racing his way in, in the open. He is in the all-star race this year. So that's exciting for him and for the sport. Gotta be, you can't beat that. That'll yeah, work. both both those twenty three eleven teams are now are now in with Kurt winning last week, so that's yep. big for them. Should be a a fantastic uh, event. Make sure to watch it on TV because apparently being there sucks. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, 
I have friends that work for SMI. They're going to be mad at me for saying that if they see this interview. But yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the All Star Race in person. It's okay. Um, Great on TV though. Definitely watch. The good thing is next week we get to talk about Charlotte. So that's always so six hundred. One of the legendary races. The six hundred. Heather, thank you so much. Six hundred. That's a lot. That's you gonna sit there for four and a half, five hours and watch it, Mo? I just feel bad for the guys that have to drive it. I know, right? I drove yeah. 600 miles home to Kansas City. It took me 15 hours, so they're going to be making a little bit more time than than me. <laughs> Should be fun. Should be fun. Heather, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. All right. That is Heather Williams, WCYB TV, talking NASCAR. She does each and every Wednesday at 2.15. When we come back, we will talk a little more high school stuff uh, and update you on a score we missed in the rundown. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint is back after this.